From Press Communications, LLC, this is Jersey Shore Matters with Diane de Oliveira. A settlement the state DEP agreed to for the former Sebagaygi Superfund site in Toms Rivers being appealed by the township and the environmental nonprofit Save Barnegat Bay. Joining me today to discuss exactly what the appeal is seeking is Britta Forsberg, Executive Director of Save Barnegat Bay. Thanks for being back on the show, Britta. Thank you for having me, Diane. So the last time we spoke, Save Barnegat Bay was getting ready to present to the public its own legal team that put together an estimate of damages that the settlement should include when the state came out and announced the deal that it already accepted with BASF, the current property owner. Despite the state's announcement, Save Barnegat Bay stood its ground and just went ahead with the public meeting. What did your team feel the settlement should have included? I think there are a couple of problems with the settlement that are really disturbing. One is, you know, in the first place, the site is not cleaned up, right? It's actually less than 50% of the contaminated groundwater is cleaned up. So why is the settlement coming now? And why is it unfolding the way it is? So the second problem would be the process by which the settlement was even proposed, happening on December 5th, giving 30 days right through the holidays, very little time for the public to comment, no scheduled public hearing, We had to embarrass the department into hosting a hearing, then extending the public comment period, which they did illegally. They were required in the first place to give 60 days. And then asking a local organization or a township to review the documents on one of the oldest Superfund sites and the largest in the state of New Jersey in 60 days. All of those decades of reports to evaluate correctly what the natural resource damage damage assessment should be. So we've been very busy trying to locate the appropriate experts to hire them to get the homework done. We had to scan documents in Trenton for a month, then review all of those documents. And we decided, okay, we're ready. We have some of our homework done. And we felt that we should present it to the public, which we planned a meeting in August. And the day before our meeting, when we were going to present our findings, the DEP signs the deal. This is just not how you handle public affairs and including the public in what you call stakeholder engagement in any kind of genuine uh, process. And so that brings us to today, right? Now we have some of our homework done. We're left in an uncomfortable, uncomfortable position as a community, as the community that's at the nexus to injury that has, you know, actual injured resources, currently still injured and not cleaned up, and a community that has also suffered significant public health issues. So, yeah, we're going to go and get our day in court, and we're going to talk about the failed process, and we're going to talk about how bad this deal is, how the polluter is benefiting instead of the environment and the community, the very basic responsibilities of the Department of Environmental Protection. And I'm sorry to rattle on, but I'm upset, as you can tell, as I think the good people of Tom's River are and any community in the state of New Jersey that has a toxic site in their community would respond this way. I think, you know, this is a failure and um, it's going to be put under a spotlight and hopefully it never happens again to any small town in America. These big corporate polluters that are doing business in our communities have to be held accountable. And here we go. We're getting started. So, Britta, let's talk about the actual settlement that the state agreed to. The state basically agreed to drop any litigation against BASF 
in exchange mm-hmm. for a five hundred thousand dollar fine and about one thousand acres to build a public park. Right. And so the one thousand acres is essentially what's called a conservation easement, which seems even to a layperson ironic, right? A conservation easement is a land use tool that's typically used to say, Oh, here's a high value parcel of land and we're gonna set it aside in perpetuity forever, protected, because it has high ecological value. So In the public hearing that they finally were embarrassed into, they said that their metric that they were calculating this deal, it was based upon another conservation project that we battled in Bricktown called Bretton Woods. Well, that parcel, 30 some odd acres, is actually a mature forest with animals living there that provides groundwater, uh, stormwater benefits and air quality benefits, a completely denuded former toxic site, you could convert the land surface of it into a pollinator garden, for example, but the ecological value or uplift of that land is nowhere near that of a mature forest, right? So they're getting a very high value as a part of their settlement for, you know, their own polluted land being donated back. The settlement does not address even the health damages. We've been hearing about the cancer cluster for years and years, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that doesn't address any of that, as you mentioned. Yeah, it doesn't address at all the public, you know, health issues. They also are being able to operate the state's largest solar installation, which is a fine environmental benefit, except for they're keeping the proceeds from that on their conservation easement that they just donated back to us. And they get to maintain 200 plus acres for redevelopment. So they're benefiting. They just took a liability off their spreadsheet or balance sheet rather, and moved it to an asset. And it's, you know, you almost can't blame the company, right? Is there somebody in a cubicle who's making these decisions? What's in the best interest of the company? But the Department of Environmental Protection, they got to be smarter. They got to do better. And they got to engage the local community. There's another component of the settlement agreement which calls for an, uh, some sort of environmental education center. Well, that might be a value in another community, perhaps another community with different demographics or a different geology. But in Ocean County, we have within a bird's I view multiple environmental facilities. We have Caddis Island Park. You know, everyone goes to the Cooper Environmental Center there. We have Jake's Branch County Park. We have an environmental center there. We have Island Beach State Park. We have multiple nature centers there. We have Save Barnicot Base Eco Center right in Tom's River. And, you know, they're going to establish a park. Do you know what this property is adjacent to? A park. You know, in perhaps another community in a more urban setting where there were needs for open space and park space and environmental center, this recipe might have worked. But in Ocean County, in Tom's River, it's just not a fit. But they never even asked. In going forward and teaming up with Tom's River Township to appeal this deal, have you received any notice of when this might be heard in court? No, um, you know, Unfortunately, we all know that the the wheels of justice move slowly, right? So the process is uh, you file the notice of appeal, which is what we did last week on Thursday. The courts might have received it Friday, I'm not sure. But 
you know, the next step will be there'll be a scheduling briefing where we'll learn when briefs are due, which means more or less your full position flushed out and then people are allowed to respond to that. You know, there's a lot of process that will go forward. So what I imagine is, you know, this is going to take some time and you and I will probably be talking again as we help the public, you know, understand what the issues are and, you know, seek time, you know, through the justice process to have a judge listen to our concerns and maybe get some better answers for the community. I just want to remind our listeners, this is Jersey Shore Matters. I'm speaking with Britta Forsberg, Executive Director of Save Barnegat Bay, about uh, the organization teaming up with Tom's River Township to file an appeal against the deal that the state DEP made on the former Sebagaygi Superfund site. What happens, Britta, if the appeal is denied? Is that final? Is that if a judge comes back and says, nope, the deal is fine the way it is? Do you have any other recourse after that point? Yeah, I think there are a number of different you know, venues for legal challenges to this settlement agreement. And, you know, I can't get into legal strategy on, right. on, a, on a live call, but for sure, you know, we are contemplating and have several avenues which we can try to get some justice for the community and, and we'll pursue that. I think this is going to be long and complicated, unfortunately, and it probably ultimately didn't have to be um, if the department had slowed down. They did not have to sign an agreement the day before our public meeting, before due diligence and some transparent true community engagement could have occurred. But, Did the state um, DEP ever sit down with Save Barnegat Bay or Tom's River Township officials to hear your concerns, even though these public meetings took place? So what I can say is, you know, so they released the proposal on December 5th. And I want to say, which was on Monday, uh, I think it was on Friday at four o'clock in the afternoon, the Friday preceding which this, the DEP invited us to a what's called an embargoed Zoom meeting where you, know, you can't discuss the things that are being discussed. And they presented this to us in a Zoom meeting with a handful of other environmental groups and essentially wanted our, our blessing. Um, and in that meeting, right away, it was the first time I ever heard of this settlement. I was like, well, one, did you talk with Tom Driver? And they said yes, which I you know, took them for their word. Uh, I said, you're going to have to have a public meeting where you actually engage beyond elected officials, the community. And, you know, you know, we need to be able to do our due diligence and review your full document. I mean, there's no way we could put our blessing on a slideshow. Um, and so they released it on that following Monday. We were complaining about the 30-day notice right away. We received a call saying they would extend the public comment period to 60 days, but they didn't do that in a legally correct way. So we had to have our attorneys notify them. They finally extended it longer. We held a speak out so that we could have a public hearing, which they, we extended an invite to them and they sat quietly and listened. And then as I say, they were embarrassed into a public hearing. They had no public hearing planned. So they eventually did hold a public hearing. But other than that, no, we haven't had any meetings where they extended to us, you know, Hey, we'd like to hear your concerns. We spent, a month in their offices scanning with speed high speed scanners and teams of volunteers documents that went back decades so they we were in their house 
Now, have it's you? It's a very broken trail. Is there? Have you requested though a meeting since all of this? Just to say, has there any been any kind of communication? No, we've sent you know some correspondence through, you know, at that time our regular attorney that handles our correspondence, not a litigious situation, just saying, hey, we believe your notice is wrong. Aren't you looking at these other more global issues about how corporations are using conservation easements to settle their damages? It's concerning to us, not just for Tom's River, but on a nationwide basis. You know, like those kinds of things, like, are you guys looking at this? Do you see this? And, you know, in many instances, we we haven't even received a response when we set, submitted our commit comments during the comment period, multiple times we sent letters saying, you know, can you acknowledge that you received our comments? We got nothing. Are you going to respond to our comments so that we could see your responses? Could you give us time to read your responses so that we can, you know, weigh in your responses? We got no response. So, Britta, what exactly is the dollar amount that your organization and Tom's River Township would like to see? And as far as the acres that were given for conservation, do you want to see that increased as well? What exactly do you hope to get through this appeal? Well, the process, it's a great question. And you know, the process of natural resource damages is intended to create, first of all, as you would in almost any litigation, if you're getting divorced or something, you would try to calculate what the, the damages are, right? You would do a fair assessment of what you think the damages are. Well, we needed the time to take a look at that. Like, is this a fair settlement? How do you weigh that? You have to do the calculations. And it's not cheap to do, so you have to get, you know, dig up the records and do a responsible assessment of that. And our preliminary, our experts that we hired who are super fun experts who are working on energy, you know, cases around the country, have come in with a preliminary figure that the damages are, you know, over a billion dollars. Not a million, over a billion dollars. Then once you determine that, what is supposed to happen is you come up with restoration projects that kind of meet those damages. So if it's a groundwater damage, it should have a groundwater restoration. If it's a surface water damage, it should have a surface water restoration. If it's a habitat damage, it should have a habitat restoration. Well, in this case, uh, the damages were assessed only for the groundwater. The department didn't even include damages to the Toms River itself, which we all know the history. They dumped directly into the Toms River. And as you know, everything runs downriver. So there's a lot of impacts in the river and down the river. And then later they put a pipeline which pushed pollution into the Atlantic Ocean. And there's no consideration for the damages to the ocean. And the pipeline split in Tom's River on Bay Avenue. There's no consideration to, you know, the damages there to the soils or to the habitat, you know, the surrounding area. So we just, all together, we feel that their calculations and their math is bad. And the restoration projects, if you look at those separately that they're proposing, you know, the uh, pollinator gardens and walking paths on top of, a capped Superfund site with groundwaters that aren't restored, you know, that doesn't provide much value actually to bring uplift to the natural resources of our area. So what we'd love to achieve is some real numbers and some matched projects that provide ecological uplift to our community. And the law provides for a variety of ways for that to happen. 
You could either have money setting in an account in Trenton, which legislators, local legislators would have the ability to direct for projects in our community, um, or BASF themselves could be funding projects that are in the community that actually provide water quality or habitat or restoration to the Tom Trevor and surrounding communities. So any one of those things would be better than what is currently on the table. We are just about out of time. Um, go ahead and finish up your final thought there. Sure. I just would say that in the you know signed document, they value the restoration, you know, this settlement at $192 million, I believe. So that's really pennies on the dollar for the damages here. And so if we can get better than that, we're doing a better job for our environment here. And I think any community in New Jersey would want that. Britta, for anyone who just wants to learn more about the settlement and for, you know, what Save Barnicot Bay and Tom's River Township is doing to try to appeal this, what can they do? I think the easiest thing to do is to head over to our website. It's www.savebarnicotbay.org. And we have a page for our efforts with uh, Sibagagi or uh, BASF and DEP settlement page. You can find all the documents and news and things like that there. And you can follow us on our social media. It's fine, too, you know, if it's easier for people. Thank you so much, Britta Forsberg, Executive Director of Save Barnicot Bay. Thank you, Diane. Have a great day. You can hear Jersey Shore Matters with Diane D'Oliveira every Sunday morning on Press Communications, LLC.